Okay, so I have a return guest to the pod. The level, the lack of enthusiasm. The lack of enthusiasm. You you said, okay, well, (laughs) I have a return guest like you're disappointed. Well, I mean, this was a last minute get. Once again, no, it's not. We've been talking about this for like three consecutive weeks. Are you starting off by telling everybody who listens to this podcast about our private business? You mean the coordination that it took for me to get here? <laughs> to, no, I came here. I, I, mean, I meant on the podcast. Oh, for you to get on the podcast. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a great guest. I don't know why, why you're so disappointed. Well, every time see, I get initially on the mic. when you asked me, <laughs> okay, I know it took weeks to schedule. Yeah. But you were the one who asked to be on the podcast again. I did not yeah. ask you back. Well, but you, you consented, didn't you? I like being on podcasts. They're fun. What was the last podcast you were on, John? Um, probably Arts. Oh. Yeah. Mature okay. Adult Time. Great podcast. Well, actually, that might be the studio now. We get a whole bunch of podcasts. I was, yeah, I was on one. Yeah, I know. Did you listen to it? No, I don't listen to podcasts. I just like oh, being you on just, them. Oh, you don't listen to them. You just like being on them. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. It's just... It's talking, and yet, like, somehow you're it is increasing your brand. It's crazy to me. Okay. Now, you know I'm not really good at that type A shit, though. So it's when someone, type a someone invites me on their podcast or consents to me just being on the podcast. You're not, wait, you're not good at what exactly? Can you go on the Type record? A, like, uh, like, like organization. Oh, planning, planning things? Yeah, I'm not good at that. Terrible. No, I, haven't, I haven't quite cracked that code. You're good at that shit. I'm not. Okay. I am good at that. Yeah. Thank you so for is art. complimenting me. So I guess we should tell people that we have some dogs here. Yeah. But if you hear like any like uh, rustling sounds or... <laughs> or I don't think they should because these mics are uh, dynamic. So they shouldn't really pick up background sound. I don't think you're going to hear too much, but... No, like they're crazy. Said, they're, These dogs are going pretty, crazy in here. Uh, they, 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 they're chill now. No, yeah, they just, they're excited that there's humans here. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. There's, I don't think they get a lot of... Uh, humans. A, little, a lot of FaceTime <laughs> with people. But I don't know. Maybe John's having house guests all the time. Who knows? Oh, boy. Uh- <laughs> what was that? What was that? Nothing. What was what you said? I don't know. Like maybe he has friends over. Oh, maybe friend. he has maybe he has okay. love interests over. Okay, who knows? Sure, I don't allow anybody into my apartment. Yeah, but he's not like you. I'm talking about me now. <laughs> okay, you're not like him. <laughs> I would let you in my apartment. Yes, I know. Do you? Because I'm a great I'm a great podcast. Guest. Is that what it is? 
Well, well then why didn't we do it at your apartment? Uh, no. See, I wouldn't allow you into my apartment through this. Well, the, all right. Let's, <laughs> let's, help your, let's help your listenership right now. Help them read between the lines, because I think I know what you mean. Oh? Yeah. Yeah, see, I only allow uh, people into my apartment for two things. Yeah. Okay. The first is if they're going to fix something, so that means like a maintenance man or, <laughs> you know, some what, type of repairman. What repair if they're just man. trying to fix your pussy? Is that the other thing? <laughs> oh, there's nothing that needs to be fixed about my pussy. My pussy is perfectly fine. Oh, so it doesn't get lonely from time Five to time? Five-star reviews. No, actually, you know what? I don't want to date anybody right now. I have zero desire to date or have sex. Dating. I Yeah, I have no sexual desire right now to be with anybody. I can relate. I, I'm, I'm really disgusted with men right now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Are you... <laughs> You know, it's a weird, like, you ever notice, like, no one finds it unacceptable when women say, oh, I'm really disgusted with men right now. <laughs> I hate men. But if I say the same thing about, about women, women, like, oh, you'd be, like, red flagged. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've been pretty frustrated with women lately. What women? All of them. Go into this. All of them. All of them. Yeah. I All did, of like, them. Women, women as a gender are frustrating me right now. Why? Well, because because uh, because I don't have my pick of the litter. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it, it bums me out. You don't have a, your pick of the litter. So when 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 men just aren't coming your way, in you know. Oh, I have plenty of men who are interested in me. Are you interested in them? Nope. Okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. And it's mostly because I'm annoyed. Well, whatever the reason is. Well, some of the guys who pursue me, I'm just like, are you serious? Like, I, like I feel insulted. That, you know? I feel the same way. You feel the same way? I feel the same way. Yeah. I like John, you know, I'll make this easy for you. You and me. We should, you know. See, this is what we're talking about. Let's just get it over with. This is what we're talking about. What? So, so... I feel like about 10% of the women that I come across might be are, are interested in me in some level, and they usually express that interest. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not interested in you. You're not interested because they express they're interested? Well, sometimes that's the reason. Jesus. Sometimes there's other reasons. Either way, to have... Ah, to, have you ever liked someone a lot and they liked you back? Oh yeah, that just happened to me and then it disappeared. Like, I mean, like without like sand through the hourglass. <laughs> I mean, like you, like you have a crush or you have like, you have like, uh, you know, or, or like you meet someone and you're immediately interested in them mm -hmm. and and then the interest is is reciprocated. Yes, that happened recently. That never happens to me. If there's always a, there's a miscom there's like a there's a disconnect. I the girls I'm interested in have no interest in me, and vice versa. And vice versa, you have no interest in me. No. Uh, you, see, you, see this <laughs> you see this the, shit. The dogs. Yeah. Calm down. I'm telling you this one like that's the first time I've seen him set a boundary. See, I don't I don't 100 percent agree with you. I don't, you don't believe that you're completely uninterested in me. You've said this before. You have like, you have a, a certain level of, uh, of of delusion when it comes to you. <laughs> I'm not deluded. 
deluded. Yeah, I mean, I'm not deluded. You're way, you're deluded. extremely deluded flirtatious with me. Delusional is what you are. I'm not fucking delusional. Yes, you are. Deluded and delusional are the same fucking thing. All right. Okay. So I'm a flirt in general. Okay. I get that from my dad. My dad would flirt with waitresses right in front of my mom, and she would have no worry about him pursuing them. Sure. Because he's just like that. He's Great. just a flirt. That's right. how I am. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what, what you is? think, you're what, just, what kind of energy you think I'm sending you. <laughs> no, we're friends. That's that, 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 I know we're friends. Yeah. I'm not denying it's not, that. It's not, it's not going to get more than that. I couldn't hand you. I, I couldn't handle you, and I don't think you could handle me. You don't think you could handle me? Why? No, no. You're a lot to handle. I'm not really. I'm not. Even as a friend, you're a lot to handle. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because it's true. I don't think you know me very well. I think I know you better than you think I do. How's that? Well, I what? know. I know. Just I, get. Let's get specific here, so that people aren't aren't like overanalyzing this. What do you mean specific about what? What do you think is difficult to handle about me? Um. Let's see. Let's see. Well, you always think you're being attacked. (laughs) (laughs) You always think you're being harassed. You think people are being mean to you, even if they don't care. Oh, people are being mean to me. If they don't care about you, you think that's the same as being mean. No, that's not true. Yeah, you're you're self-conscious about yourself and your comedy and your work. I'm not self-conscious about myself or my comedy. You have a hard time relaxing. Or my... I know, that's... You're a pretty... I feel like you're a pretty pretty, uh, happy person a lot of times, but I don't think you're a very relaxed person. (laughs) No, I have a hard time relaxing, for sure. I always need, need to be strung. like working. Yeah, but that's like that's a good thing. I think that'll serve you in the long run. I guess. Either way, you're you're a lot to handle. <sighs> and when I have too much, like when I'm dealing with a personality that's too much to handle, I just detach. And you don't deal well with that. If oh I man, was just do you think too- that's what happened with this guy? Do you think he detached from me? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Oh, my God. Can you move that so I don't knock it over? Oh, I won't knock it over. Okay. I don't know. I mean, like, uh, There's a guy I really like, but I don't know. What do you think went wrong? Um, I think he's embarrassed about something, but I don't know. About what? You know. What, did he get whiskey dick or something? No. It's something sexual, though. Yeah. Did you, like, fist his asshole and you're <laughs> self-conscious about it? No, I, I bet you've done that like, before. No, ew, I've never, you ew. never fisted an asshole? What the fuck for? I don't know, maybe Have you? you? No, Jesus. I've never fisted an asshole. Ugh. Maybe someday. I have no interest in that. <laughs> there's people that are into that shit. I know there's people who are into that shit. That, that's got to be, like, that's got to be a long... <laughs> It's like a long process finding out that like that's, that's what gets you off. Oh God, I I I don't think so though. You think you just know that shit from the start? Well, people Maybe. get into like anal play and then like you know they start out small and then eventually they're like, oh, I need a whole fucking fist up there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so like, that's got to be kind of like a gradual. I mean, it has to be a gradual process. You can't like just 
you can't stretch your asshole like that on day one. It's got to be no. like you work towards it. But the, the, the idea of being into that or at least interested in it or at least like, like giving it a chance – that's that's some taboo shit. Like you don't just you don't just decide that that's what you're into and then accept it right away. I don't know. There, I mean, there's got to be some guilt some, going like, on there. I want to talk about all the things I'm into. Why? Because they're because they make you feel guilty. No, I don't feel guilty at all. I just want some things to be a mystery. Okay. So you don't want to you don't want to tell your listenership about your kinks. I don't really have. I don't think I really. I'm really that kinky. I think I'm pretty normal. There's nothing normal about you. <laughs> Why? I feel like I feel. Do like, you like, think that the <laughs> fact that you think you don't have any kinks? Like, I think you're going to surprise yourself down the road. I think you're going to be into some. No, weird shit I think down I'm like I'm really into like dirty talk, and some people don't like that. Right? Well, dirty talk is it's it's awkward. More than it is taboo. How is it awkward? Because like some people are good at that. Like some people are good. I'm at, good at it. At like, like yeah, like banter. Like like if you're if you're good at like busting balls, dirty talk is easier for you. Just because like you're not inhibited when it comes to sure. you talking. But dirty talk for a lot of people is like really awkward. They feel awkward doing it. They don't know whether they're doing it right. <laughs> like dirty talk would be harder for me than it is for you. Really? Yeah, because I'm not good at like. I feel like if you're good at roasting people, whether it's on TV or at the comedy store or just like I think I think conversation the pe- I I don't I know in my experience like that. the people who were also good at it are like pretty verbal people. Yeah. Talkative people, comedians. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I'm right like I I agree, but I think most people aren't that good verbally and that Dirty talk would be really awkward for him. Oh. But it's not that kinky. No. I. To me, it is. Really? I don't know. It turns me on more than anything. Yeah, but it's not It's not weird, though. Like, dirty talk. I guess it's... So then I'm not weird. That's what you were saying, though. That's, that's You're saying you're pretty, pretty normal. Sexually, yeah. I think I'm pretty normal, yeah. Yeah, everything else, everything else, like, I got to take your word for it when you said sexual, you're <laughs> normal. <laughs> it's knowing you outside of the bedroom, it's hard to believe that you would be normal inside the bedroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just don't think you understand anything about me at all. <laughs> Maybe not. You're you're always hard on me. And all, honestly, like, before we were recording, before we were recording, you were being much nicer to me. You get so fucking aggressive. I get excited. I like being, I like uh, podcasts. You think it's you're, fun. like, on a morning zoo radio show and you got on, like... I would never <laughs> be like this in the morning. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> okay. But you caught me, like... Th- this but is... can I just say something to defend myself? I don't always think that people are being mean or harassing me. Well, then why are you always talking like that to me? Like you're am I just your soundboard for social anxiety? No, I think it just frustrates me that you don't like me. Yeah, I know. And I don't like that. I, I get it. Like other people, I could give a fuck if they liked me. You know, fuck them. But... Well, there's some really lucky alcoholic damaged man out there <laughs> that'll cross paths with you someday. Shut up. I don't want to date <laughs> alcoholics anymore. You can't escape your type. Yes, Heather. I can. You can't escape it. Yes, I can. It's I'm going to start going to Al-Anon. What is that? 
Al-Anon is like a group where it's for people who aren't alcoholics, but you have alcoholics in your life or you've dated alcoholics and they teach you like tools to like properly deal with an alcoholic or tools to recognize when you're dealing with an addict or an alcoholic and how to get away from it. Wow. I've never heard of that. You've never heard of that? No. I thought, I thought, yeah. I, so, so basically like they have an Alcoholics Anonymous for people that are just associated with alcohol. Yes. Yes. Because it's such, it's because it's, it's so exhausting dealing with an alcoholic that oh, you need totally. tools for it. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I bet you there's like there's a lot of spouses in right in that room. Sure, um, children of alcoholics. Children of alcoholics. Yeah, I could see that too. Mm-hmm. But it seems like unless you're related to them or married to them, why wouldn't you just like, m- like, like it, I mean, move on? Like, what? Why wouldn't That's you just hard. leave? Unless you're like no, because you have code. It's it's a codependency issue. So that seems like what so the, people, what the group is really people kind about. of need to learn tools to like either either be able to cope with their codependency or um, why aren't they just calling this a codependency group? <sighs> not everybody in it has is a codependent necessarily. Seems like I think codependence anonymous is a totally different thing. <laughs> Why I gotta that? be honest. I think I'd rather be in the AA room than the Codependence Anonymous room. Why? Because code. Oh, like I'm not. I like I. I'm. What's the opposite of codependent? The opposite of codependent. Yeah. I don't think I have any <laughs> healthy. I don't, have, I, don't, I don't think I have many codependent. Healthy stations. attachment. Well, I wouldn't say I have healthy attachments, but like I mean, codependence like. That is a real, that's a real thing. Like, that paralyzes people. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. like, I'm so good at pushing people away, I don't think I'll have that issue for a while. All you do is push people away. Yeah, I know. It's one of my natural gifts. It disgusts me, honestly. I'm looking at your face right now, and I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> don't I look fucking disgusted? Yeah, you, you you not only discuss it with me, but in in general, you look disgusted right now. <laughs> well, this is not the first time that you've given me this look, and it's not the last time. So, right, I feel like we're in a relationship. In yeah, it some, feels like that right now. In some ways, I feel like we are in one. Yeah. Do you think it's a functional relationship or a dysfunctional relationship? It's not bad. <laughs> probably pretty close to what you're used to what do you mean oh a guy like not paying me enough attention or affection yeah but when he's there it's like borderline harassment (laughs) no you're not harassing me thank you for saying that these days you can never be so sure what are you getting into right now what do you mean the fact that i'm being harassed currently and i was telling you about it well yeah i mean do you want to talk about that well, I mean, the listeners know what's going on. Do they? I think so. Do you think your listeners are looking at your social media posts, too? Yeah, of course. I get tons of messages about my social media posts. Yeah, 
But that, that's because you're having meltdowns in all of them. I'm not having is a it, fucking con- meltdown. Is it concerned listeners or is it like... You don't... No, no, no. Like, a, people compliment down. me on my poster. Like, your poster's so relatable. You're you, so courageous. You, <laughs> you're so... Uh, Nobody's saying I'm courageous. Well, I don't know. I've seen but some, can I've you seen, stop interrupting posts. me like any man? No. I, <laughs> stop. I can't. Stop right now. No, people compliment me on my post. They say I'm I'm honest, that I'm relatable, and that they wish they had the the bravery to say some of the things I say. Go on. I can talk now? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You think they're being disingenuous? That's not what I said. I think they're being genuine. Okay. I think, I mean, I, I don't really pay too much attention to social media in general, but like, when I do notice a post of yours, it's usually, <laughs> it's usually like, <laughs> it's usually like <laughs> sentimental. But sentimental. Yeah, it's usually yeah. It, it, emotional, you mean? It's emotional mm-hmm. every time, every yeah. time. So yeah. it it either seems like you're you're yeah. it, it seems like you're. Uh, <laughs> You're you're bitching and moaning about something that's <laughs> happened in your life, or you're like taking a taking a social stance. And the, the times where you're taking a social stance, I have no trouble believing that some of your listeners are, or people that are just watching your posts are reaching out to you and they're like, "Ah, that 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 means a lot to see somebody taking a social stance like that." That that takes break. Sure, I, that doesn't. It, but also, but I do ones, I do want to be clear. A lot of my posts are jokes. Ninety percent of them are jokes. Well, all of them are funny to me. They're, <laughs> they are just funny. Like I made so Heather. No, I made like an outpour. Of no, I made a post uh, the other night that said, "Please stop commenting on my posts if you're an idiot." <laughs> okay, and that's. And I bet you got a lot of responses. <laughs> of course. Yeah. No, because like I get so many comments on my Facebook post, it's unbelievable. Yes, yeah, because and nearly all of them are a so cry for help no, in some way. No, 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 <laughs> no. They're they're jokes mostly. Yeah, but your jokes are a cry for help. No, they're not. Yes, they, that's how you are on stage too. They are not a cry. <laughs> yeah, for you're help. Just, you're just like begging for love every time <laughs> your every time your mouth opens or your finger true. touches a keyboard. You're just begging for love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is not true. I'm very, yes, I'm very well loved. I'm not saying there's no dif- like you're not lacking love in your life. That's not my point. My I'm point not- is you feel like you are. <laughs> no, I don't think. See, this is where you definitely do not understand anything about me. You don't understand anything I? about How me. Could I? <laughs> I detach myself. That's, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I could. I could I could make presumptions about who I think you are as a person, but like, you, you, I could be right, and you could just deny them. I got to take your word for it. Okay. Who cares? Listen, like my I social don't need media to be posts right about who you my are. social media posts are an extension of my stage persona. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I totally and not everything that. I post online or say on stage is one hundred percent like. This is exactly what's happening in my life right now. This is me. You know, don't why don't people understand that? That there's like there is there is an affect that I'm assuming when I'm on stage. Yeah. You're yeah. Do people not get that that they think everything I'm saying on stage is like 100% genuine and I'm not kidding? 
No, but even at, like even if you're kidding, you can still be genuine too. Oh. Most of the time when I see you on stage, it's like, all right, go away, dog. I don't want you here. <laughs> I have to push this dog away from me. It's a big dog. So needy. Male Why host. are you looking at me when you say that? I'm talking about the dog. Okay. But it could be talking about you. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just as needy as the rest of them. <sighs> I just don't. Fuck. Go away. <laughs> I don't want you in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you talking to the dog or to me? <laughs> the dog. I wonder if your listeners can hear this fucking panting. I don't think so. I don't think the mic is picking up panting. You don't think so? No, I'm going to take a video so that people know no. exactly what's happening no, here. Don't expose me. <laughs> don't expose you? Look at this dog. He's so needy. He just wants He's to drooling me. all over you. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I don't care about the drool. I wish he would like go that way. <sighs> I feel like we hit a real lull. Yeah, because I'm depressed now. You said you were in a sad mood earlier. Yeah, I was. I'm still in it. <laughs> I'm still in. I'm I'm sad a lot, honestly, if I have to be honest. Yeah. I think life is sad. I do too. Okay, what well, well, what's sad about your life? I thought you meant like life is sad in, in, in okay, general. Okay, th- what's sad about life in general? Well, it's your, you tell me. You're the one that's in a sad mood. Well, hmm. I saw that movie Crazy Rich Asians today. Are you changing the topic? No. Oh, that's the, okay. That's the beginning of your anecdote. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it uh, it kind of made me sad. <laughs> what that there are crazy rich Asians, or that somebody well, it's a, no, it it's that. like a typical romantic comedy where at the end, you know, like they get together. I remember when the promos started coming out for that, and I thought it was a joke that you could just title <laughs> something "Crazy Rich Asians." No, it's a book. Yeah, I know, but like the book is titled that too, right? So like. How the how is it a dude or is it a female? What that, do you mean? That wrote the book. I I uh, that's a good question. Shall I fact check I, I that? Don't know that it, I don't know that it matters, but like that seems like a hard thing to get away with. Calling a book "Crazy Rich Asians." Like, no, I think they're saying PC. that they're that they're crazy rich. I know, like they're so not, fucking I'm, rich. <laughs> I know, but it's like like, like crazy rich people. Like I don't know, like nothing, nothing, nothing taboo. There. Okay, the man, a man wrote the book. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians. Like that just seems like it seems like people would have a problem with that title because of the Asians part. I don't know. I mean, people basically, and also like you know the movie. I mean, you know, you definitely don't relate to these people because they're like multimillionaires. <laughs> You're like, or they're fuck my life, or they're Asian. <laughs> Like how much of the movie is somebody about buys being a pair Asian? of earrings for? No, the movie's not not about being Asian. Then why is it called Crazy Rich Asians? 
because almost everybody in it is Asian and they go to Singapore for a wedding. So they so they don't really touch on what it's like to be Asian. They talk about what it's like to be crazy rich. <laughs> then well, why the movie you just does not have the movie is not about being Asian. It's about it's universal themes, except the thing that's not universal in the movie is that they're all fucking rich. <laughs> They're so rich, it makes me sad. I, I get that. <laughs> like, get one that. of the, in the movie, like, a woman bought, she bought earrings for $1.2 million. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Like, and then, so, so to me, the problem with the movie, and it was fine, you know, it was, like, just a normal romantic comedy, pretty much, where, like, oh... I love that this movie, Crazy Rich Asians, just, <laughs> it, you tack it up as a normal romantic comedy. It is a normal romantic comedy, except for the element of being rich. <laughs> that, see, that bothers well, me Well, no, so the girl, that, the like, girl he's going to marry... Clearly, this guy just couldn't think of a good title for his book. <laughs> No, he's the like, girl, I'm just gonna call it crazy rich Asians because that's girl, gonna sell. The main girl in the movie, like she didn't grow up rich, and and the guy she's dating, he's like oh, he's like well known as uh, like an heir to like this huge multi billion company, and his name's Nick Young, and like girls are like you know trying to like you know is it can, spelled Y E U N G? I don't think so. I think it's like. Why you? Let me look it up so that we don't make any mistakes here. <laughs> well, young. It's probably not spelled with an O. Well, anyway, That's so an he's he's Singaporean. Is that how you say that? I don't know. He has a British accent. Well, then maybe it is with an O. <laughs> um, y e u n g. I think is a Korean. No, spelling. it's Nick Young. Y o u n g. And he has a British accent? Yeah. So he's... Well, that's probably it. Well, the actor who plays him... That's an English spelling. Or it could have been J-U-N-G, like Carl Young. (laughs) The guy... Okay, the guy who plays him, his name is Henry Golding. He's really good looking, okay? And it says he's half British and half Malaysian. The actor is, you know, half Malaysian. But in the movie, he's like... His family is Chinese, but they they emigrated from Chinese to Singapore. From China. I hope I'm not Singapore. giving away and <laughs> I'm not giving this away. It Am I ruining I, honestly, the movie? Like, yeah, they they can't. They, it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of substance to this. They explain anyways. no. They explain in the movie that his family was rich in China and they left China in like the 1800s and went to Singapore and developed Singapore. And they're like real estate developers, and they all and they develop land in like Singapore's a weird country. Isn't that where you can like can't you get like caned for like spitting or something? You can get deported for chewing gum. No. Yeah. That's not true. Yes, it is. Did you fact check this before you came on my podcast? So <laughs> I I I knew this guy once that he lived in multiple for multiple years in Singapore in like the the U.S embassy school okay so like he's like a transplant with all these other kids from the u.s but living in singapore for multiple years it's like they don't have they don't have tobacco products they don't have alcohol they don't have chewing gum and you can get deported for consuming any of those things oh because people litter with it oh i see singapore is like a beautiful country because the government is so like 
basically preventative they take preventative measures for any kind of like destruction of its people or its land hmm. i'm I'm reading about Singapore on Wikipedia here Did you find and out this is interesting so the the ethnic groups that comprise the population there it's seventy four point three percent Chinese. That's interesting. What is the rest of it? 13.3% Malay. Does that mean Malaysian? Yeah. Oh, no. Singaporean Malays. Is 13%? 13.3. Wait, so... And that, then 9.1% Indian and 3.3% is all others. Isn't that weird? Wait, so Singapore is... 13% is people from Singapore? No, Malay. Here, let me read this to you. It says Malay Singaporeans or Singaporean Malays are defined by the government of Singapore and by intellectuals in the country using the broader concept of the Malay race, including ethnic Malays and related ethnic groups. Although the Malays are indigenous to the area that is now Singapore, and with established political rule recorded as early as the 13th century AD, most Malays in Singapore today include roots from both Malaysia and Indonesia. But 75% roughly is Chinese. Yes. And they're saying Chinese is, obviously they're saying that's a different nation- nationality. So right. That, that if I'm understanding this so, correctly, so I most guess... of this country is not inhabited by its residents. Is that what they're trying? You know, I I, I guess what it is is that a lot of Chinese people immigrated there, or emigrated would be the word, right? I mean, it's pronounced. The same I don't know. It way. started as like a, a a British colony. This is complicated. Yeah, what a complicated country. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, Singapore's weird, isn't it? But I know that they do have a lot of, like, they're very, like, stringent. Yeah. They don't like vices there. Hmm. Must be a very disciplined people. Well, they, <laughs> well, in the movie, they go to, um, so the bachelor party is on, like, a ship in the middle of the ocean. A sh- like a, like a, like a yacht? No, like, like a, a uh... Like a cargo ship that they like the middle of it they like it's like hollowed out, there's no cargo on it and like there's a DJ and like So they have a warehouse party on the open seas. Right. <laughs> That's kinda what it sounds like. Well these seas are like, these crazy rich Asians, you figured they would have had a little bit more luxurious of a boat. Well they take the helicopters out. They take helicopters there. They like charter helicopters. Who I don't these, know. Honestly, this agents? this movie, <laughs> and like, I don't want to sound like you know, because I don't want people to like, you know, come at me for saying this movie wasn't that great. But like, the editing was choppy, <laughs> and I and I Dude, was like, the title what is itself suggests that it's going to be a bad fucking movie. <laughs> Not because there's anything wrong with crazy rich Asians, but that is that is one of the least that is one of the least creative titles I can think of yet. It would sell so well because it's provocative. The theater was packed. I'm sure it was because <laughs> people are like, what is this? Well, movie? also, it's the first apparently like like all Asian cast since the Joy Luck Club in an American film. 
which I think is crazy. That's crazy, right? Well, yeah. We, we don't, you know, like Asian movies aren't distributed to U.S. audiences at the same capacity as like British well, no, movies. Uh, uh, no, American films are popular in Asia. American films are popular everywhere. Well, no. The, well, so like, you know, anything that's like Marvel or like any of those like totally. comic book movies, they make a ton of money in Asia. Totally. I, you know, I really, I really like like Korean horror movies. Koreans, the Koreans What's are What's an example of a Korean horror movie? Because I know Japanese horror movies, like, you know, like Ringu, I guess, would be one. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those movies that were popular, like, you know, they uh, that were remade like in America. Like The Grudge. Yeah. The Grudge, sure. So, do you know the reason for What about that? Dark Water? That was a Japanese movie, too, wasn't it? Yeah. There's, so, there's... The first thing, so when I when I moved to L.A., I had this unpaid internship for a movie producer, and that was his specialty, taking Asian movies that fit into usually the thriller or horror genre and adapting them for American audiences. Okay. He did it with The Ring. He did it with The Grudge. Sure. So Roy Lee was this guy's, like, his kind of partner in crime. Roy Lee's made a, he's made a career out of that. He, like, he adapts Asian movies for american audiences and because for whatever reason like koreans japanese that they're they're good at making horror movies and like sure some of my scary some of my some of my favorite horror movies like um there's this movie called the wailing i don't know if i don't know how popular it is but it's fucking it's really well done it's like it's it's like a great I wouldn't say it's the scariest movie ever, but it's like really, it's a great story and it's really well done and it's, and it's a Korean movie, but I saw it on like HBO, I think, um, HBO Go and like, I wonder how many people in America even know about this movie. I Mm. bet you they're all horror movie fans. You know, I, I, did you see, did you see, um, Hereditary? No, but I've I've, I've heard a lot. I wish about we it. could talk about I've, that. I've heard I've heard that I would like it. It's like an artistically done horror movie, right? Well, it's an A twenty four movie, and it has like A twenty four has been killing it lately. I thought this movie was kind of funny. Okay, even though it was scary, it was like scary and funny. Was it campy? Oh, there's some campy stuff in it, but I recognized it that way. I thought the director was being purposefully, like, you know, mm, trying to be funny. Really? I wish you had seen it. I will see it eventually. I just, I don't, I don't ever go to the movies. Um, I usually just wait for shit to come out. You don't go to the movies? I love going to the movies. I just it's it's just so expensive. I feel like I'm getting ripped oh, off. Oh, I I don't know. I go to the movies like every week. Do you have movie pass? No. Fuck movie pass. You know, <laughs> did I you read my stance on movie pass on Facebook? No, but I bet it was emotional. <laughs> I mean, you just said fuck movie pass <laughs> like they beat you in the past. <laughs> No, I just think that... I've heard a lot of complaints about I think the entire concept... Well, it's going out of business, but I think the entire concept of MoviePass is kind of insulting to artists. Well, that's kind of how Spotify and, uh, like, Apple Music started out, too. Like, Hmm. 
I guess. So the reality of an artist, like, you're just, you're not going to make as much as you used to. There's just too much nope. shit out. Nope. And it's harder. To nope. Keeps. That's right. And I heard some fucking idiot comedian. I, I'm saying that in air quotes. Comedian. He was saying last night, he was like, yeah, you know, you could just, like, get rich off of making, like, two or three movies. And I was like, mm. Not anymore. If you're, <laughs> if you're extremely lucky, maybe. And f- like, you'd have to be so fucking famous, don't you think? Yeah, two and or, lucky. Two or three movies. Like, I, w- I, I was can't l- tell you any, like, yeah. name one director that's only directed three movies and is just coasting in life. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, most of the time, people make, the, if they're lucky, they get to make, like, you know, a couple movies, and if they do well, great. But a lot of the time, people make movies, and they just remain in obscurity. Yeah. I think the reality of the situation is if, if you're a director, if you're a director, the chances is, like, like basically, like, nine, 99 to 1 that whatever film you finish You'll look back on it in your twilight years and you'll just be like, well, I created something and that's good <laughs> enough for me. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think most artists are constantly, most artists are not satisfied with what they make and that's why they keep yeah, going. Yeah. That's, that's why you have to, uh, I mean, for st- stand-up's different though because like you're really never done with stand-up. No. Once a movie is completed, for better or worse, it's done. Right. Now, you can keep making other movies, but that work stands alone. Yeah. So there's like, I mean, I watched like all of Bill Burr's specials yesterday. He has a lot of different jokes that just come back in all of his specials. So they're, they're, they're premises or their concepts. He talks about overpopulation in every single one of his specials. <laughs> Every single one. He uses sports analogies in every single one of his specials. Has he ever mentioned Thomas Malthus? Not in his specials. Really? But maybe he has without dropping that name. Probably not, though, because another joke that he says in every one of his specials, he's like, don't listen to me. I don't read. He always says that? Always. Always. He discredits himself. As an intellectual, which is like to me, like, uh, dude, I'll, I'll, I, I put Bill Burr on a pedestal all day. Like that, that's he's like my hero for stand up. But like, what he's doing is formulaic. Like, he discredits himself as an intellectual, even though he's like, he's an active learner. He just doesn't have highbrow interests. So if he was, he can't go on stage and talk about like Thomas Friedman. Or, like, fucking Richard Dawkins' perspective. Uh, Thomas Friedman is, like, an idiot, though. He wrote a thousand-page books. So? He can't be that dumb. Is this the same Thomas Friedman who writes op-eds in the New York Times? It's the guy that did The World is Flat. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that yeah, Thomas he's Friedman? not smart. I don't know. I've never, I've, I've never, I've never read anything by him. I he's just, always, I saw the world is flat. And you've I was like, never that, read that's his, probably a smart his pieces book. of the times. I don't read the times. I don't read. You don't read I the don't, New York times. I, I get through. Like, wow. Last year was a record year for me. I got through six books. That's, that's better than me probably. But I have such a selective but do you interest. Read, you don't read any articles ever? No, no. Oh, see, I read articles all the time. So you're probably reading way more than me. I don't read. Sure. I don't read anything except like, like I'll I'll read like 
a couple anthropology books because I'm just interested in that shit. And there's like you can't really. Dog, go away. There's the dog is back. Go away. I don't like you. <laughs> I don't want you here. The dog, the dog is being affectionate to John, I can't and it. he hates it. He <laughs> hates any affection. I really do. He can't handle it. And he can't accept any love from anybody. That's more true than you realize. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. All right, go away, dog. That was more true. That, that man, you really hit it on the head just then. I did? Yeah. That's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like, why is why is life miserable? You just explained it for me. Because you can't accept love. No. But why is that? I don't know. Because you, you don't like yourself. I don't know. It, it, when people say that they like themselves or that they love themselves, I just assume they're lying. Oh, I love myself. Do you think I'm You're lying? You're the only <laughs> people that you say that and I actually believe you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's just trying to love themselves. Well, it's a, it's a lifelong process of so, trying to love yourself. Yeah. All right. So, but, yeah. You have to be nice to yourself, you know. You, no, you don't have to. You can abuse yourself <laughs> mentally and physically. <laughs> For your whole life. No, look, 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 I've, I've struggled with self-love before, but like for the most part now, I like, I really do like myself and respect myself. Why? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm a wonderful woman. I mean, like I'm, and that's enough. Listen to me. I'm smart. I'm talented. I work hard, you know, I'm able to, you know, love people. I have good friends. I'm pretty. I make good money. What is yeah. there? What's not to like about that? You're right. When you put it that way, like I would love myself too. Yeah. I'm not like you. <laughs> no, I gotta get my shit together. Oh, this is taking a turn for uh, the serious. Which it's is fine. Serious. It's always serious between us. Yeah, I mean we we joke a lot, but it's like. It's always grounded in something. Serious. Okay, so what do you think you need to do to get your shit together? Uh, well, I'm, 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 a sober streak is going to be the first step. Weren't you just it. sober? That was months ago. Okay, so what? Why did you start back up again? Well, because well, first only, off, tell us, reason, tell us how long you didn't go drinking for. I, so I didn't drink for six weeks because I did this nutrition. Like this, I thought you were doing challenge. Ramadan. Well, I did that too, but you can't you can't consume anything from sunup until sundown. And as soon as the sun went down, the well opened, and I'd, <laughs> I'd get fucked up. I like to I like to I like to party. I like to get fucked up. Why? Oh, because I, I, I what? Can, okay, I can what do you myself. enjoy? Of, okay, exactly. That's what I thought. You can escape. I can I, I can escape this torturous prison of a brain I have. And what's wrong with your brain? It, well, is, is it just being cruel to yourself? Like, do you just like, know. do you like self-flagellate a lot? You mean literally? <laughs> no, like in your brain. Yeah. Like, do you say, do you just like think of things that you've done wrong or like well, I, things I, that you think are wrong about you? I don't, I really believe like there's, there's, there's nothing right or wrong about me. What does that mean? 
I'm just I don't know. I think one of the things that that gets to me most is that like I know comparison is a dangerous game, but like yeah, I can recognize people that are working their ass off in what they want to do in life, and I'm I'm underachieving. I know I'm capable of more, and I'm not kicking myself into gear, and I don't know why. So you think you need to be punished for that? Well, you, I mean, I don't know if punishment, like, I can't, like, I'm, I'm hard on myself as is, but, like, you can't reward yourself for underachieving. Hmm. You have to change something. But don't you think you're rewarding yourself when you're, like, getting wasted in a way? Uh, at first, and then, uh, then, then you cross the line, and then, I mean, it's like, I'm a happy drunk, so it definitely feels rewarding. So, what, what exactly makes you want to drink? Is it just because, like, is it because, like, oh, do you say things like, oh, it's 3 p.m., I can have a beer now, or like, like, what, what makes you start drinking? Or is it because you, like, feel like shit about something and then you'll start drinking? Or do you drink every day? I drink every day. You drink every day. Okay. I drink in excess every day. So you binge drink every day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, it's – I'm such an all-or-nothing personality. And when I go off the deep end, it just, like – I I just like I have to get I have to get pretty deep before I'm like all right I gotta get back up to the surface and get some air because I'm being I'm I'm suffocating right now. Okay. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to understand the basics of your. Okay, so you have like okay you so you have an addictive personality. No. I mean, more addictive than some. I just like. I don't know. I, I just, I, I live in the extremes. I just like, I've always been like that. I'm like, I'm super, I'm super excited or upbeat or I'm like super down and fucking negative. And like, you've seen this shit on stage. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like manic, like Robin Williams. I'm just so fucking moody. Sometimes I just can't be funny. Hmm. And alcohol exacerbates that despite what I what I love about alcohol is that, like, if I have a few, it frees my inhibitions a little bit, and then I get so I feel so much better that I just abuse it, and then I feel like shit. Do you always drink before you go on stage? No, no, but I, I would say, generally speaking, one or two beers makes me feel better going on stage. Anything more than that, and it's a gamble. Hmm. I've gotten I've gotten pretty loaded and gone on, gone on stage, and sometimes it's gone great, and sometimes it's gone awful. Ugh, that's but that's not a good habit to build. I would never. I I I do not go on stage if I've been drinking. I, I mean, I think it works for some people. Like, I mean, nobody's like Doug Stanhope, but that guy can go on stage, blackout drunk, and crush. So like. I don't think I'm going to be, I don't think I'm like that. It's like, like quitting smoking. Like like I I quit smoking three months ago. I was smoking a lot before that. Maybe I like, I've just found out Kurt Vonnegut, like Kurt Vonnegut was smoking in his mid eighties. Oh, like chain smoking. 
So he just got lucky. He out like he outlasted cancer, emphysema. Like he should have gotten those things based off of his habits. Right. But for some reason, it just didn't happen to him. He got lucky. I don't think I would get that lucky. And I don't really want to take my chance there either. Right. Because emphysema looks rough. It doesn't look good. No. But neither does fucking liver cancer. So I got to be, I mean, the reality is I, like, I just turned 30. I can't sustain that level of drinking. No, you're going to mo- fucking destroy your body. For more than two decades. Like, I wouldn't have too much time left if I was drinking at that level. And I've been, yeah, I've been just drinking like a fish. Like, I have friends that, that are that level of alcoholics, but, like, while I love them as friends, like, I don't think that's how I'm going to become the best version of myself. Whereas you, on the other hand, you've kind of figured out some structure and some stability in your life in terms of your habits. And it sounds like you love yourself because, like, you're – like you're you're taking life by the horns to some degree. Well, it took years for me to get to a place where I could honestly say I love myself. I mean, it's a process. Yeah, it's and it's constantly ongoing. Like I think self-work and self-care are constantly ongoing. It's not just something that happens overnight. You have to like work on it your whole life, you know. Yeah. Because no one thing is going to, like, fix your life or change your life. You know, I think a lot of people have this idea in their head, like, oh, well, once I'm successful and once I start making money, then everything in my life will be perfect. Yeah, but... And that's not true at all. Like, I mean, of course that's not true. Yeah, but people are stupid and they think that. Yeah, I know. Like, people are so fucking, like, simple and stupid. Anyway, folks. Uh, <laughs> Strong close. No, I'm not closing. <laughs> I, no, I just. <laughs> no, yeah. I wanted to say I'm not insulting the listeners, but people are. No, you're not talking. People about your are, listeners. for the most part, like really, like simple-minded and dumb, yeah. and and have, um, you know, they have little to no desire to really like do anything. Nobody really cares, you know. Yeah. Don't you think? That's why life is fucking miserable. So, do you want to be? Do you want to be that guy? And like, like in ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, do you want to be like sitting at a bar, drinking, all the time? I mean, that's my comfort zone right now. But I don't like. Right now, I have friends that are single and they don't have families, and eventually, like, if I stay the same in that way. They're going to grow up, and then I'll just be, like, the lonely, the lonely, bitter dude at the end of the bar that, like, the staff likes, but everybody else is like, nah, I don't really <laughs> like that guy. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that guy. That's, I, like, Bill Burr talks about that shit in his special. Like, that, that lifelong process of, like, just working on yourself. Like, he talks about his temper in every single one of his specials. And it's just something that he has to work on. I've got shit I need to work on. So do you. Are you Are you loving this? <laughs> the dog is licking me. No, go away. Such an invasive just, species. Just keep talking. It's distracting. This was a mistake. It's fine. I don't know. Uh, I 
I don't know. Bill Burr to me. He talks about working on his temper. Every one of his specials, he talks about his temper. How he calls himself a psycho. He calls himself a lunatic, a maniac, and like you can feel that kind of like, like it, it's it's breath. an act. Like it's a <laughs> yeah, that dog. Not you, the dog. No, I know the dog has terrible breath. Yeah, <laughs> both of them do. That one likes to lick though. Dog, get away. Just keep talking. I don't know. Stop. Get out of my face. Dog. The dog is in my face. All right. <laughs> Go over there. <laughs> so dumb. There you go. Good dog. Get the fuck out of here. All right. I'm much better. Go on. I don't remember what I, I don't remember what we were talking about. You said Bill Burr working on his temper. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you, that's what you were just talking about. It was like it's taken years for you to get to the, this point where y- you you feel comfortable saying that you love yourself. Like, yeah, we're all on that same journey. But I'm well. Start- I wasn't taught. Both of my parents uh, did not like themselves at all. So they didn't teach me any self-esteem or anything. You know? Yeah. I don't know that my parents taught me self-esteem, but I think both of them like themselves. Self-esteem is... What parent is telling their kids to love themselves? <laughs> they Don't you think they should be? That doesn't seem like a parenting tip. Um, No, I, I'm going to say that to my kids. Right. Please stop licking my knee. She thinks if she licks you that you'll you'll I thought scratch it's a, her. This isn't a boy. Yeah, they're both boys. I don't <laughs> know why I keep thinking they're not. It's because poodles always look like female dogs to me. Is that like sexist? I don't think this is a poodle. Well, John said both of them are poodles. Purebreds? I don't know. You can't see the dogs, guys. I'm petting the dog. Both of them, both of them probably have poodle in them, because they got the curly hair. Usually, that's poodle, right? Sure. What other dogs have curly hair? I guess there's some terriers that do. Terriers, yeah. I just said that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm repeating what you oh. said. It seemed, it seemed like confirm. you were contributing an answer, but no. I, I already exhausted. Do you have a rash? Yeah, I have. What like, is that? I, I had. I, it was like eczema or something. Oh, really? So I had to, like, a couple weeks ago, I had to go to the doctor for the first time in 12 years. <laughs> did and they did they tell you that you're all fucked up uh, physically? Uh, no. They they said, m- my health is pretty good. I, I have a deficiency in B12 and... Oh, I uh, have that too. ...and vitamin D, but that's probably just from, from, the, from bad diet and exercise habits and drinking a lot. Well, vitamin D, you can... So the, just be in the sun. Yeah, but isn't it isn't it ironic that both of us live in L.A. like sunny all the time? And no, I don't have a, a vitamin there? D deficiency. I have a vitamin B twelve deficiency. Oh, I don't. Well, vitamin D apparently is the sun. So I don't know. I don't know what this is, but like it was. I think it was. It was like eczema or something or psoriasis or I don't know what it was, but 
I had to, I had to take some drugs for it, and then it like kind of it kind of come back, but like Neosporin's doing, it's staving it a little bit. Either way, it, they it could said be from stress. Well, they 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 referred me to a uh, a dermatologist, but I haven't gotten a call yet because I'm on that free medical, and you get what you pay for. Oh boy. Uh, See me, I have a private health insurance, baby. I bet they call you back a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to wait. A, they, yeah, they said it's going to be about yeah. a week, but a dermatologist will call yeah, you. Yeah, I have that uh, Blue Cross. You know what I'm mm, talking about? Yeah, I go to Cedars. I go to some shithole clinic where the computers don't send data to the pharmacist. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's fine. I I mean, I don't really get sick that often, but when it, like, something like this is like, it was extremely uncomfortable. It was like, it was sure. like burning, itching for like a week, and I had to go home for my brother's wedding, so I like, I went to the... I went to the doctor and I was like, you got to give me some fucking medicine for this because I'm not going to, I'm not going to go on two cross country flights and to humid Richmond, Virginia and be in my brother's wedding rehearsal dinner outside feeling like this. Right. So she gave me, she gave me an antibiotic and an antihistamine and a, uh, and a steroid and it knocked it out for like a week as long as I needed it to. And then it started to come back and I'm thinking if it's not, some kind of like genetic psoriasis or something that this like you said earlier like my hair is gr- I'm I'm yeah I faster. just noticed you you like you didn't have gray hair like that last year I had like no. one or two but like in no. a year now you have like a, my skin's breaking out my hair's getting gray no, the like, skin thing is an age I think it's an alcohol problem I think, you think, I think you think your hair is turning gray because of alcoholism? Part part of the reason that I drink on the level that I do is because I'm stressed out all the time, and I think the stress is like having physical implications now. Okay, but wh- hold on, what causes the stress that you experience? Well, it could be some. It could be kind of an existential crisis. It could be uh, a quarter or midlife crisis, depending on how much time I'm dealing so with So it's not here. stuff related to, like, like people stress out about money a lot or, like, work? Or well, I don't have – it's work has definitely been stressing me out. Okay. Because my day job is, like, I'm a busser and runner at this restaurant. And yeah. Like, oh, my God. Our fucking – our regulars are so goddamn needy and, like – like there's this dude, there's this dude that comes in there every day, and he drinks about six iced teas. <laughs> he goes through twenty to twenty five equal packets. No, and he drinks or he eats a whole thing of uh, like a whole lo- little cylinder of Parmesan cheese with his kale Caesar salad every day. And I got to run across the restaurant six times for this for this one guy. Meanwhile, there's like six to ten other regulars that are coming in three to five times a week that are just as needy and like oh like one few weeks few weeks ago i was running my ass off on the floor because i was the only busser and runner that day on on mondays i'm the only busser and runner so i'm just doing everything and i'm running across and i wear this stress on my face like like i'm i am fucking i'm pissed and this guy who's one of our regulars he's like he's like the the co-ceo of the oprah winfrey network ah! he's like this oh because their office is really close by really there close, yeah. yeah and he's like he's like super well-dressed like a fucking 
good looking dude. Like you can tell, like he he eats like seven pieces of bread every day. But I bet you he's running six miles every morning and working it off. He probably doesn't drink alcohol. He's just like a super productive, like fucking yeah, put together dude. And I'm I'm about to blow a fuse, <laughs> and I'm walking past to get to 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 the fucking server station and get some food so I can run it. And he goes and he goes like he does he does one of these at me. He goes like. <laughs> and, I'm, and I, I almost snap and oh I look at him God. and I'm like, uh, I'm like uh, expecting him to ask for a refill or something. And he just puts his fist out he, for a fist bump. And I give him a fist bump and I round the corner and I punch the fucking wall because I'm like, you just irked me so bad. I almost blew a fuse just to give me a fucking fist <laughs> bump. So Monday through Friday, every week, it's, it's like this. And I, just I don't think people r- know how stressful working in a restaurant is unless they've done it. I, how could you? It's awful. But it's, it's like high volume. And meanwhile, it's like, it's like a fucking practical joke on me, too, because there's, there's like three or four comedians that are coming in there. Oh, my God. For their meetings. Funny or Die has meetings there. Half the time, I'm like every day, I'm overhearing conversations about people producing comedy. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. They're living my dream. Yeah. And I'm a fucking underachieving busser and runner in this goddamn restaurant. And I can totally see that being uh, drinks. I get enabled and it's just this vicious cycle. I could totally see that being. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could totally see that being a cycle of uh, causing you to be upset. Yeah. I didn't shave my legs too well. Well, I appreciate that insult. On the side. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I totally it's, it's understand that. Man. So that so you would say that you're like in sort of like this circuitous process of like basically making yourself upset, getting upset, and then drinking to quell your upsetness. Yeah. And then doing it over and over again. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. And honestly, like... I'm grateful to have this job because I love the people that I work with and I love Jones, but like, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start rising above here. Hey, you do? Yeah. Well, what's, but how are you going to do it? Like you can't, you, Hard work you can and just hustle. say I don't, that. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know how to like, like, I don't know the steps to do it, but I, I think first step for sure. I got to get this monkey off my back with the with with the boozing. Yeah, I think I think regular exercise will help. Just like there's like a chemical well, reality do you think, to being. Do you a human. think that part of your drinking uh, you you drink for dep- because you're depressed? I mean, I was depressed before I started drinking. Okay, so you have I've depression. Always been depressed. And what have you done for that ever? Uh, you just you know suck it up. Ugh. You sound like such a man. I'm a, I'm I'm a shell of a human being. No, that's <laughs> no. Well, no. So, like, one of the things I do now to help my with my depression is TM, transcendental meditation. Yeah, that's you, that's hard. That's like a muscle. Like, no, it's not hard. It's like the easiest, one of the easiest things I've ever done. Meditating, attempting to meditate is easy. Transcendental meditation. That's like a, a life. That's like a life process like you no don't, you don't ever get perfect with no it. that's not really so no all it is is you just meditate twice a day for 20 minutes 
But you have to be instructed in the technique, so you have to take a course. Yeah, she said, fuck that. Okay, well. I hate self-help shit. Oh, my I God. I hate it so well, much. When well, you, when you are interested. It's, it's just somebody that's trying to sell you something. Oh, my God. Okay, so when you're interested in helping yourself, then you should ask me for some advice. Well, you already gave me the transcendental meditation. and What about therapy? Uh, you know, I, I worked with a therapist for two years, and I ended up ghosting her. Okay. So people usually, when I, when I tell them that, they're like, well, maybe she just wasn't a good therapist. Or maybe she wasn't working for you. Maybe. No, I don't think but that's I what also, it is. I, I think that I you think just, really I think you're me. uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, because you have to, what, you have to talk about yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to, like, I'm enough of a narcissist that I'll talk about myself. But, like, <laughs> sure. letting the guard down. Like, <laughs> like you know, a, a few years ago, I did, I did mushrooms on 4th of July. And I'd never done them before. And I ate a bunch of them because I'm a big guy. I, was, I, I wasn't sure if it would hit me. Oh, no. So I ate a bunch of mushrooms. And for the first 45 minutes... It was like the worst nausea that I've ever experienced. Yeah. And after that, for like three or four hours, the guard came down and I was completely like affectionate and friendly and grateful for these people in my life and compassionate. And I got to tell you, it was extremely traumatizing for me. Why? I don't the think part I'm when you were like that. The yeah. part when you were being nice, that was... It was horrifying. That was horrifying. Yeah. Really? I can't be because like that. it's vulnerability. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not built. I'm not built for that. You don't like being vulnerable. Fuck no. God, vulnerability is supposed to be uncomfortable. I'm vulnerable all the time. I don't know why you're so comfortable with it. Because I, I don't know. I have no problem with people seeing who I am. Well, I do. <laughs> I'm a bitter fucking person. God, you're like every every guy I've dated. I know. That's why you can't quit me. No. <laughs> Not every guy I've dated. Well, a lot of them, though. A couple of them. Wow. The stats are diminishing, aren't they? I don't know. I got some shit I got to work on. Uh, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, you do too. Me? Yeah. What? You're not perfect. <laughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm going back to, I, I started doing Pilates again. Pilates are hard. It's hard. That's difficult. I've I've tried them before, <laughs> not in a classroom setting, but uh, it's got to be worse in the classroom. I do one on ones. You have like a private or like a personal trainer, a private instructor. Yeah, Man, you must be doing pretty well for me. <laughs> Anytime you have a private anything, like a personal trainer or <laughs> private teacher for transcendental meditation, like. <laughs> How much does that shit run you? What? For a private, for a, a Pilates trainer. It's 45 bucks a session. How long is a session? It's almost an hour. And you do this how often? I go once a week to maintain now. Yeah. What a racket. Okay. Doesn't it bother you that everybody... And TM is like a one-time thing. Payment. Yeah. I, I don't know. I 
it fucking upsets me that like everything when it when it comes like I I am to self improvement but it costs money. I'm aware that I am aw- yeah like I'm aware that some we all need help sometimes to like kind of jumpstart a process of fixing some bad habits, but like anybody anybody that is claiming to have the answer is just selling you their answer. Every every enlightened person on this planet is trying to sell you their idea and make uh, make their living off of that sale. Well, I and see. I, I, I see what you you're like saying. Make a living, but like it bothers me that I have to just buy your theory, and it may or may not work. Well, I don't. I don't know. I I kind of I see what you're saying, but um, there is like they talk about this in in TM is that uh, the guy who popularized it uh maharishi you know who was an indian uh you know monk and guru he you know he um i guess like initially like he wasn't he taught people tm for free and because you know he has no need for money or had no need for it and then they started like a tm foundation where they started having teachers and that's when they started like charging you know a fee for it and that's just to like be able to like pay the teachers you know have you seen that ad it it, it pops up on my facebook feed sometimes and it's david lynch's endorsement of TM. oh yeah you've seen that yeah ad, he I goes bet. to the tm center that i go to so he, <laughs> he had a response like he's like he said yeah it's like it's kind of a bullet you have to bite with regards to paying these teachers but like they have to make a living. Yeah. They have car payments. That's they have true. to pay rent. And I get that, but like I don't want to pay their rent for some product that they're trying to sell me. What? Wouldn't you say it's fair to say do you not want people to pay you for performing stand-up comedy? Of course I do. Okay, so what's the difference? You're offering a service, right? I'm offering a service, yeah. Sure. But I'm a creative. <laughs> They're not creatives. What does that mean? So only creatives so should get paid? Transcendental meditation is not a creative process. How would you know? What are you creating? <laughs> Inner peace? So if it's, it's... so No, hold on. My point is, even if it's not creative, why does it not deserve money? I like can, when you go to the store, you pay money for something, right? So what's the difference? Sure, sure. But I don't want to be making, like, if I was making money in retail, I would accept that, yes, it's a service that I am providing for you. But I'm not creating anything. Now, a creative person, like, the fact that anybody can make a living off of a stand-up comedy career is a luxury. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, you'd be lucky to do that. You are lucky that people will pay to see you and you can just do that as a living like you are extremely fortunate even if it is a hard life transcendental meditation teachers like to me that's the same thing as like a yoga teacher like you're kind of into this shit you're gonna Mm -hmm. make some money off of it for a little while but you're probably not gonna always be a yoga teacher you're gonna need something else down the road sure nobody's a lifelong yoga teacher it's a phase that people go go through Comedy, on the other hand, is like that's that's arts and entertainment. Like, if you go to see a comedy show, it doesn't mean you're gonna go like. That's just a form of entertainment. It's not it's not self help. 
I mean, it is like it's therapeutic to laugh with other people, but like mm-hmm. it's it's a magic trick, you know. Like it's like going to a magic show or the movies. It's entertainment. It's like I'm not I'm not promising you when I go on stage that I'm going to make your life better or you're in it. Like I am. I'm not. All I'm here to do is just release a little tension for you and this wife of yours that won't fuck you this oh week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Comedy, that, that's, like, laughter is an endorphin. It releases endorphins. It releases endorphins. Like, that's the service that we provide, ideally. For comedy fans, people that know the art form, they might have a little bit more interest in, like, learning the, you know, who this specific creative person is and trying to gauge their development and their process in life. But generally speaking, like, Nobody cares what their TM teacher's life is like. It's not the service they're providing. They're giving you instruction on some arbitrary pseudoscience. Well, and that's all the time we have on. Uh, <laughs> well, you I'm, just, I'm you sorry. Sold I'm my sorry. entire. It doesn't matter. You don't need to do. Wait, you don't need to do TM. See, well, you, you just you said just, I did. you just said all of that. Because you uh, you hate the idea of improving yourself so much. No, I I hate that I have to recruit some fucking some hipster doofus to like help me with it. They're not hipster doofuses. <laughs> yes, they are. Everybody offering that instruction is probably some fucking hipster doofus. No, <sighs> I don't know. I'm maybe I'm wrong about this, and I'll like. We're all always changing. For all I know, I'll listen to this podcast five, ten years down the road and be like, whoa, man, he was going through a dark time. <laughs> but I know, hope so. I hope that'll happen. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, like you got to kind of look within and like no one's going to make you do the work. You have to fucking do it. Well, see, the fact that you have that understanding is good. It's a. It's a literal truth in this world. But no a lot one's of people... gonna hold my hand and make my dreams come true. Nobody's gonna hand it to me. It takes hard work and stamina. Like there's no way to there's no way to avoid that. That's right. So I've got to be a little bit more productive and self starting. Yeah. Well, I've I mean I've I've gotta yeah. It's like I gotta fucking man up. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying anything controversial right now. No, I don't think you are either. Well, I hope you figure it out. I probably won't. But God. You know, the odds are against me. That's okay. Why are. No, they're not. You're young. I know. Well, here, another thing that I've come to understand about myself is that, for better or worse, I'm a slow learner. I always have been. But when I figure something out, like, I'll give you an example. I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was 12 years old. Okay. Because I fell and I cut up my knee real bad when I was four. And and I was traumatized. Sure. And then my brother and his best friend, my brother's a year younger than me, he, he was riding circles around me with his friend 
and we would go to 7-Eleven, and I'd be walking while they'd be biking, and eventually they just rode off in front of me and left me in the dust. So I was shamed into getting myself back onto that bike and learning how to fucking bike. But then in high school, I biked across the country. Now, not many people do, do that. Not, yeah. many, not many people are late bloomers and then really excel once they've learned. I think that's how it's going to be with stand-up for me. Yeah. Great. I mean, that's just what I have to believe. Okay. I am my, the only believer in myself. So you can poo-poo that. I'm looking I'm at your eyes rolling in the back you. of your head. Don't make me defensive right now. I'm not. That's like the most positive thing I've said about myself on this. And now I'm starting to feel fucking vulnerable. No. Okay, good. Now you're vulnerable? I'm uncomfortable. Thanks. Now you're uncomfortable because you're yeah. vulnerable right now? Oh, I just started believing in myself, but now I hate myself for it. Ugh, need therapy. It didn't work. Okay. Hey. Even though I am graying early and I'm my eczema is like it's always darkest before the dawn, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think guys look good with gray hair. What about eczema? Do you think there's I, a market I've for that? I've had some eczema. Do you? <laughs> oh yeah, a little bit. Maybe maybe I can just find a leper colony and just be the best looking leper. Just like can, isn't know. it contagious? Yeah, I think you're right. It is isn't contagious. Isn't that why it's a leper colony? Because it's all people with yeah, leprosy. Yeah, you gotta quarantine them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a I wonder if there's still leper colonies. There has to be. Don't people people still don't, get leprosy? You never leprosy, hear about right? leprosy though. I mean that's probably a third world thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, do you have anything you, uh... I feel like I've said too much. <laughs> I feel exposed. I love podcasts, but this is, one of them, this is easily the hardest one I've ever been on. Why? Too vulnerable? Yeah. Well, then next time it'll have to be... I said some shit that's out in the ether now. That's fine. Well, you don't have to release this podcast. I no, might... I'm releasing it. I, I might... No. Yes. I, I, I might ask you not to. <laughs> no, I'm, re- I'm releasing it. Why? Because I have to. I need to put up some content. (laughs) That's so selfish of you. (laughs) No, it's not selfish. (laughs) This is going to come back to haunt me for sure. Ugh, whatever. Okay, so do you have anything you need to plug? Mm, No. What about your show? Or the open mic? Uh, I mean, well, the show, the, the show happened last night, so like... Get to unless say your when listeners, it happens. Unless your listeners remember it the happens. third Saturday of every month at 11.30 p.m. at the Westside Comedy Theater, Homegrown Comedy. Heather's been on it on, on a, for a few times. Twice. Or if you're, if you're a real bottom dweller, yeah. come to the late night open mic every Monday at quarter to midnight at the Cinema Bar in Culver City. Good open mic. It's a fun open mic. I'm there often, guys. If you want to see, see if you want to see Heather Maruli, dude, a fight almost broke out. Crushing last week. in a bar. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Between whom? Comics or one one heckler and <laughs> one one comic. Okay. Do I know the comic? Uh, yeah. Who? He's a regular there. Ben Branford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Ben is starting fights. I was making a joke. No, I got Like, I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised. This, I didn't expect this person to escalate a situation like that. But he was like, 
he was closing out his tab, and he had had a little bit of back and forth with this heckler. And the heckler was not as bad as it could be, but he was a, he was a nuisance. Sure. And as the comic was leaving, he said he said fuck you to the guy, and the guy got up, and Rod had to restrain him and held him back as the comic ran away. It was. It was it was a, a wild thrill one. a thrill for a the ages so if, I'm sure for for Heather's and listeners if if you're interested in that kind of culture it's out there it's out there and the drinks are cheap the drinks are cheap the staff is cool um, the comics are fun so mm-hmm. take a chance on it yeah uh, as far as what I have coming up oh my god I have like a bunch of shows I don't know what the fuck they are. Wow. Oh, wait. Hold on. Okay. So, uh, mm, oh, this Wednesday I'll be at uh, On Villains Club downtown. Uh, that's Terrence Newman's show. Fuck yeah. So, I think that's 9 p.m. Uh, at Villains Tavern, downtown L.A. Uh, then on Saturday at 1130, I'll be on... What's Serafina's show called? Knockout Comedy Hour. Knockout Comedy Hour. Also at the West Side Comedy Theater. That's right. Uh, then, uh, this is tentative. August 31st, I'll be, uh, I'll be on the setup in San Francisco. Then, Wednesday the 5th, I'm on, I think it's called Beer and Barley Comedy Night in Covina. September 5th. September 10th, I'm at the Dime. Oh, and then September 18th, I'm roast battling Zach Stein in the main event. I love Zach Stein. <laughs> yeah. Making my return to roast battle. How long How long were you out? Almost four months. I feel like there's so many people doing roast battle. Like You'd have to take four months off. Just based off of them having not really, planned. really no, yeah. especially if you know if you if they prioritize you, it wouldn't really matter. Can you remember the roast joke that stung you most? Uh, I'm thinking. I guess it had to be. It would have to be Mike Schmidt, where he said, uh, "I think I told you this before, didn't I?" Maybe Mike Schmidt said. Guys, I uh, found out Heather's iPhone passcode. It's the last four digits of her weight. <laughs> okay, on that note, we need to get out of here. <laughs> it's a, it's not that funny. Shut up. I wish I could write a joke that good. Oh, please. Ugh, that is a great joke. Okay. I, well, can, I can see why it's stuck. Pl- oh, do you need to plug your social media? No. No. Okay. Well, I'm fixed air Heather on Twitter and Instagram. Unruly.com. Email the podcast, unrulypodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Bye. Look up, 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 look up,